Hey, fairy fam. It's the Afro fairy goddess. Um, so I am doing this very ad hoc. I didn't have anything planned, but I have been MIA for a little while. And I was just here reading and doing some research and working on some stuff for my other business. And I was like, I feel to talk about this particular thing. And it has gone to the point where I felt as though I didn't post anything for a long time. And some of you may have been wondering... Oh, where's Afro? Where is she? Haven't heard anything from her. I'm still here. Um, I won't say a lot is going on. That's bad. It's moderate. I've been doing a lot of soul searching. So I kind of took some moments to myself. Um, to show how unprepared I am. The music that I'm working with is still in the background. I just realized and I am recording off of my phone, so no fancy, well um, recorded and edited audio. And you may hear some roosters in the background because this is the country. So, welcome to Barbados, guys. Um, Alright, let me pause this. I don't know if people are okay with having music in the background or not, so I'm going to play it safe gonna have all the nature sounds now <laughs> random birds so all right where have i been like i said i've been doing a lot of soul searching as for the podcast it took a not unprecedented break what is the word i'm looking for unceremonious it's the closest one um i took an unceremonious break because I don't know, just a little bit of everything life took over. And I guess you guys can appreciate that. Um, Of course, those of you who were listening to the episode before, Humongous Volcano, oh my God, um, from St. Vincent. And cleaning was not easy at all. Um, I don't know if there are many of you who got the, the inkling. To go on Google and check out what happened, not only in Barbados, but surely St. Vincent and the Grenadines to see all of that. If this is your first time listening to this podcast episode, um, in terms of the podcast itself, you can go back to the previous episode and listen to all of that um, and the ancestral messages that came from that, at least from my perspective. Um, there was also the the cleaning of volcanic ash (laughs) like there's still ash there's still ash like in the nooks and crannies ash is very hard to get rid of guys i never thought that i would have a story to tell my great great grandchildren if i am blessed to live that long (laughs) that that's an experience i cannot put into words you would just have to be there but i've been spending a lot of time a little bit more time i should say on instagram um doing some tower readings some received some are not um and trying to configure how um i can do my website also thank you so much to those people 
who have been signing up to get tarot card readings actually have a guidance reading on Friday, come to think of it. Um, somebody actually asked if I do gift certificates. I never did a gift certificate before. Um, and I and I got one done for that person. So I do gift certificates now if you want to give somebody um, something for their birthday. Um, so there's that. And I am trying to open up a quote-unquote shop. Um, Barbados and e-commerce isn't easy. It's a long rambling story that I won't say here on this podcast. But, you know, due to geographical location, etc., etc. But I've started doing petition papers because I'm all into uh, journaling a lot and writing petitions because I also do candle services for um, the community. Um, I'll flesh that out as time goes on, but I usually do it around the full moon and I write petitions on anybody's behalf and I light a candle for you. I let you know how the candle burn has been going. So there is that. So if you are hearing the rooster in the background, we've nicknamed him Ilegua because he's always in my yard and he always brings messages. So I have a random yard fall right now living on my compound with me. So there's that. Um, but the reason why I decided to open up this conversation today of all days is because I just felt like I needed to talk about this. This is where my mind right now is at and there's so much I want to say but can't right now. But I do want to talk about the idea of the term believe in your own magic. Now, I usually say this at the end of every podcast episode if I'm signing off on anything really these days um, I may sign it off into my email list big up to those of you who signed up this month Um, believing in your own magic now what what does that mean and I guess I can do a twofer in that regard so it's believing in your own magic and also the idea of being a solitary spiritual worker some people call it solitary witch you know Um, but i don't put people into boxes um, and i don't name people on their behalf so if you are if you call yourself a light worker a obia woman um, a witch a bruja whatever it is It is the spiritual path that you have been called to do. And I have been looking up this topic for a while and I couldn't really find the conversations to help me navigate the conversation, really. Like to put it into really good words and articulate myself as best as I can because this is auditory so you can't see my facial expressions you can't see my gestures you can only go by the inflections of my voice and the tonalities of my voice and hopefully it can come across as best as i can now um my higher self 
pulled me into this conversation. For those of you who don't know what higher self, meaning your spiritual self, your higher divine self, the self that comes or or what people may call a soul, your higher self who has come to this plane to experience the human consciousness and experience, if you will, the, the little voice in your head, your higher self, right? So, I have been pulled to talk about this in many forms. And I also went to ask other people to come on the podcast to talk about it. I asked about three people to come on the podcast in about, I don't know, from the time I posted that last episode up till now. And for whatever reason, people could not come on the podcast or be on the podcast. So it's seeming as though I am the one to speak on it. So I will try my best because it has been biting me a lot. So... I I also didn't want to talk about it publicly because I'll have to speak on my experience. And whilst I have spoken about my own personal experiences on this podcast, this was not one of the topics I intended to talk on. But I decided not to be a chicken shit about it anymore. So here we are. So the beginning. Um, living as a spiritual worker is extremely hard. I know that we should change our, our our conversation and what we speak into the world. But this is where I'm at. It is very difficult or rather the experience of being a spiritual worker is challenging. Hmm. Positive. Good. Learning to change my speech. The experience is challenging because... I come from a part of the world where everything from transatlantic slavery plus occurred. And the the irony of it is that it is looked down upon. My ancestors came here this is inclusive of the indigenous peoples who were on this island before my ancestors came here i.e the arawaks um it it is not an easy topic to talk about because i feel emotional about it but i feel as though when you get a call to do some things sometimes you can't ignore them you could try but at least not from my experience, it gets harder and harder. And to practice your spiritual work, you have to give up so much. You have to give up so much. You have to give up certain activities because they do not align with the frequency of which you are supposed to be on. It's a lower frequency. You lose friends. Sometimes you lose friends who do not understand the evolution of you. And then you lose friends who kind of understand the evolution that you are on, who may be on a parallel evolution that you are doing, but they drift away eventually. Get what I'm saying? So for example... No, this is, I'm not dogging anybody's lifestyle. This is just an example to give you an idea of what I'm speaking on. 
there may be people who let's say are on instagram all the time who are into makeup and bundles and you know what people would call a normal lifestyle watching memes laughing at the random stuff and living that type of lifestyle continuously every day might not be fulfilling to others but it might be fulfilling to other people but it might come to a point where you tell your friends i'm not about that lifestyle anymore you live a more holistic natural lifestyle you pick up meditation you get up at the ass ass o'clock as my granny used to say um four o'clock in the morning you meditate you speak with your ancestors you talk about ancestral connections and venerations um you speak more deeply about astrology and wanting to have deeper conversations and you look around and you find out that those people who you thought were in your corner think that you are absolutely weird or into voodoo and obia from a negative perspective please note voodoo and obia are not evil it is an African path towards spirituality and religion. That's a whole different story. Um, but people have denoted that throughout the years and it's now termed as evil and bad. And you should go and try something else to do with your life. So as you continue on your path, like in my case, um, there are a lot of people in my life that I expected to still be around. Um People in my life who <laughs> people in my life who were around me for I guess you can say about a decade or so, but now everything has has changed. Everything has twisted and contorted and people obviously have lived their lives and are on different paths, but it is the idea of me that has also changed to them. I am now dabbling in things that don't make them feel comfortable, respectfully so, and they no longer talk to me. And it kind of reminds me of when you, when I was younger, I was about, jeez, 10-ish or so, I can't remember. And only like in hindsight, now that I'm older and I have gone through what I've gone through that I understand what was happening. So like about 10 years old, um, I've always been able to see visions. And this was before I was in double digits. And I realized that in this particular class I was taking, a young girl was in class and she was not feeling very well. She had a horrible headache and it just seemed to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And nobody could like, figure out what was wrong. And the teacher at the time told her to put her head on the desk, um, wait it out and see what happens. And if by, I think it was around lunchtime. I really don't remember, but or some form of a free period because I remember people walking around and I asked her if if I could, I think I asked her to pray for her at that point in time, but it was more like I had a call to go to her and it was a necessity that I had to put my hands on her and 
I kept seeing this white light when my eyes were closed around her and it felt warm and nice and light and it kept telling me to cover her in it and I did it and on the peripheral of my soundscape what people were doing and saying around me it was like what is she doing why is she doing it this don't look right my teacher didn't stop me funny enough um because i remember people like shaking me to ask me what i was doing and i didn't stop i i did not stop i actually have never told anybody this this is funny um my teacher did not stop me from doing it and i can remember him pulling other people off of me to stop them from trying to interrupt me from what i was doing and after i was finished i remember feeling very 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 exhausted from doing that later on now as a reiki practitioner i now realize that i was giving her reiki treatment but I didn't ground myself. Um, I didn't do the different exercises or prep work that I should have done as a Reiki practitioner. It was very intuitive. So I remember feeling very exhausted um, after I was finished. And people like just clamored around me, obviously, asking the girl, how she feel, uh, if I do anything to her. And so she's like, no, the headache's gone. Uh, people say, oh, um, so-and-so is a witch. She's a witch. She's a witch. Because she went and she touched up this girl. I know the girl ain't got no more headache. I won't be wrong she no more. Um, and a whole host of other things. Good luck for me. People forgot about it. Or rather, the children forgot about it. In about a week or two and everything was fine. I never did it at school ever again. I never brought it back up ever again. I told my great-grandmother about what happened. And she told me not to practice in school. And we had this long conversation about... uh, (laughs) We had this long conversation about what it means to be gifted getting emotional what it means to be gifted and how cruel the world will be if they find out what i had so i left that alone and i carried along my space and i didn't tell anybody else so funny enough i don't even think i've ever told my husband that story i don't think if i did i don't remember i usually tell him everything but The idea of how I'm walking now reminds me a lot of that opening to who I am and what I have been doing, what I have been called to do. And you change, you have to change your lifestyle. You have to change the people who you're around because from in your mindset, your mind controls your reality. And as your mind changes, people are going to change because they're not on that frequency or that level anymore and it's nothing that you're doing wrong it's nothing that you 
have put yourself against. It's nothing evil that people don't want to be around you. It's just that you're now performing and curating on a higher frequency than other people. And the more you learn about yourself and your magic and what you need to do and the work that you need to put in, people are going to fall away. It's just the way how it is. You're going to have to to change your lifestyle of food. One of my biggest challenges right now in life is food. I love sugar. Maybe I'm an ocean child. I don't know. But I love, love sugar. I love sweet things. Maybe it's because I'm from Barbados. So we're the originators of sugar and rum. Um, so I, I love, I love rum punch. I love, uh, sweet treats there's something here in Barbados called sugar cakes I love sugar cakes um coconut and sugar guys that's it <laughs> look it up online that's just it how you make it um and you know it it is hard and also in terms of Barbados as well a lot of Bajans in terms of having diabetes have the highest or one of the highest amputations in the world because of as what we call here sugar we don't say diabetes not really unless you're talking from a scientific perspective we call it the sugar and not that i am aware of that my family members have had sugar but i i'm sure they have because there's a long winding story in my family that i don't know anything about as well on my father's side so that's another story for another time but you are going to find yourself in situations where you are called and you cannot, you cannot ignore, you cannot. Um, from my experience, I find that it's getting harder and harder to grow into what I need to be and end up being a lot more alone than I realize. Um I find myself <laughs> in certain circles, friends who mean well, the ones who are around me now understand who I am and they are not chastising me or anything like that. Maybe the world has gotten better as they've gotten older, but if you normally, normally, if you don't study the Bible, you get chastised from Mohe. It is Bible or nothing. If you don't have a Bible, somebody will give you a Bible. Okay? You must have one. Bet. Bet. And when you find yourself having conversations with people, and you want to talk about esoteric shit, <laughs> and nobody understands, or more so don't even care about what you think, and then it's now a flip side in my experience as well that people are people are are downing on you, but then they will come for you for a tarot reading. I remember somebody coming to me um asking me all of these different questions about ritual baths and they wanted to purchase a bath from me or what about my prayer candles and like just like interrogating me or from at least from my perspective it felt like an interrogation but when i when i you know just said what i had to say didn't give them too much information because i didn't know what their plan was all about um 
with all the questions and I didn't want to seem as though I was standoffish either. And they were like, oh, not really for me, thing and thing. It, it's not for everybody. And I was cool with that. Weeks later, after they, because I heard that they spoke really ill about me. Weeks later, they come to me and they say that a friend of theirs was going through something, just came out a really bad relationship. And they wanted to know if I could give them a spiritual bath. No, listen to me, right? First of all, I laughed at it because you just demonize me to a subset of people, chastise me for what I'm doing, and then pivot around and ask for this bath. First of all, guys, just because you know of a spiritual bath, what inclines you to think that you need to have a spiritual bath? You need to do divination at every point of every crossroad. That is my experience. You need to do divination. When you do divination, you ask certain questions. Sometimes when you go to get answers to your questions, sometimes them them in the questions that you're supposed to be asking and you get information that you are supposed to know, you might think that you might be going into the divination to ask a question about a bad relationship or a bad breakup why did this happen why did this person cheat on me why can't i find the right person why can't can't we decide on on getting children all this stuff has come come up to me when i've done um divination when i ask uh, my clients what do you want to ask and things that come out in the reading are you have ancestral trauma or rape that you need to speak on and get that off of your throat chakra it's causing you to be clogged in your your personal development your mother um daughter relationship is dying out because there is no communication when was the last time you spoke to your mother um an ancestor needs some some uh, um some attention do you even have an ancestral altar up for 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 communication all these different things are going to come up i'm not saying that what you come in can't get answered but usually when you go to get divination it's not exactly how you might plan out because the answers that you are looking for or the questions that you come with there are more important pressing things that need attention before you even get to that. You might think that it is burning on the stove and you need to attend to it now. And really and truly, they got some things in the back that blackening in the pot in the back. So you need to focus on those. Hopefully that analogy made sense. But that 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 to me is very important. Divination at least. And you might not need a bath. You may not need a bath or you may need numerous baths. You might need a bath and a prayer candle um, and, and other things. I can't even explain. Like It's so much here on the fly that I'm talking about. I've made no notes. But this, this, is what, this is what people need to expect. And the thing that burns my ass is that you stand there and look down upon us and the work that we need to do. But then you come back and beg. No apology, nothing. 
or even you come back and don't expect that you have to pay for these things. Candles, um, time and energy, ingredients to make these things cost money. At the end of the day, you're still going into supermarkets. You're still going into, I guess, what you guys would call a botanica, spiritual shops. Um, you have to buy um, what you call those things. It's not coming to me. But different tools and implements that you have to use. Um, charcoal to burn incense. All these different things cost money and where i am living sometimes the botanicas here because we don't really have botanicas i'm going to say spiritual shop i say botanicas for those international people who might be listening there are shops here that don't carry certain things one it either is that the people don't really know what they're supposed to be bringing in which is a big 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 thing or two like in my case i want to open up a beautiful shop um with different things in it but Money is a humongous factor when it comes to bringing in things from the port. So I have to find a different way to make it work for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, you might have to do things like correspondences where you correspond different herbs to different things. Because what, what people use in African-American um, hoodoo and stuff like that, I can't use here in Barbados because it's just not here. Remember my, my autumn podcast when I talked about I had to use the seeds from a casarina tree versus acorns because we ain't got no acorns boat here. So I have to use what is in my location which benefits me a lot better because of the space that i am in an acorn might not even work well in the space that i am in the energy or, or the representation of that acorn i might have to use the cas the casarina tree seed because that is where i am i am in that is the energy field of where i am connected to so i have to use the herbs the trees the 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 earth the fruits the seeds the powders that are in conjunction with where I am at. Hopefully that makes sense. Now, in terms of being solitary and, and trying to get stuff out there, trying not to ramble, um, you're going to get a call, guys. You're going to get a call. Not every single person answers. But there are many of us out there who need to do work. Spiritual work of self. But also the spiritual work for others. Others as in the community. Currently, we are in the season of emancipation here in Barbados. Season of Emancipation starts, this is now going into July. I guess when you guys hear this, it will be July. It is the second last day of June as of the recording of this. So May-ish is when the season of Emancipation kind of starts. I will say June. May, June. And it finishes on the first Monday in let me don't say that. It finishes on August 1st. The reason why I say that is because we have a spectacle here. What people call carnival. With the bees and feathers. We don't call it carnival here. We call it kadumit. And it's a big spectacle. You drink rum. You free it yourself. It's all about liberation and freedom. Um, 
it it is a celebration of black culture you know that's the last day because of covid there have been many events and things that couldn't happen but hopefully as time goes on it gets back there but we are in the season of emancipation right now and there has been a lot of ancestral things walking on this country this island that a lot of people have not paid attention to one of the bigger ones with that sand volcano eruption but i digress a lot of my friends have been coming to me asking me what should they do and what they shouldn't do and how do they move on and how did they heal from the chided or the chitted i don't know what what the word is but you've been ostracized um from people my answer to all of you guys as well as for myself is to do the fucking work you come here to do simply put do the work that you have been told to do do your research as best you can if you don't trust the research leave it out find somebody in your community there has to be at least one person in your community that you can reach out to you can get a reading from a trusted babalo not the people on instagram who gonna be knocking all oh, the ancestors has a message for you block and delete those people immediately they are not for your highest good those are scammers a babalo a tarot card reader a diviner a spiritual worker a light worker will never message you to get a reading it has never worked that way it will never work that way there's an african story or a proverb i can't remember what it is but i heard this from since i was a child when you go into the community and ask for a healer the people tell you who the healer is the healer doesn't tell you who the healer is it's never broadcast the person who's doing the root work and the conjuring never says that they are who they are they will help you as best they can they are humble their spirit is humble they walk differently than other people you just know you just know it's never advertised and that's another thing there are a lot of i guess because the world now is different and we have these cell phones of which i'm recording on right now we have the internet it's easier to get information a lot quicker unfortunately some of that information isn't as correct as it should be and <laughs> people are giving out the wrong information even when i do my podcast i always tell you all do your all do your own research don't take me at face value i'm human and i could get it wrong do your own research take what you can from me and leave the rest i try to help as best as i can i don't know everything i will never know everything 
I can't. It's impossible. But go to somebody who you deem trustworthy or somebody that can point you into the direction of said trustworthy people. It's going to get hard for solitary workers because of the world we are living in. There are people in and of the world who are not on the same frequency as you are. There are people on this earth who are blessed with gifts of sight, blessed with gifts of apothecary is the word I'm trying to say. Um, where you mix herbs and roots to create different things, baths and oils. There's some people who are better at creating oils and baths than they are divining with tarot cards, runes, bones, seeds, um, shells. There are people who just have that gift. There are people who are good at giving great meditations. They're good with language. Their voice is soothing. They, they help you feel good allow you to be in a safer space than where you were before so that you can tap in to the healer that you are because everybody can heal themselves you cannot quote unquote learn to be a healer i remember seeing that on instagram um a sponsored post where um some guru sponsored post said um click here and learn how to be a healer you can't learn how to be a healer. You just are. We were all born with it. Every last one of us has a gift, even if it is just one. You may have more than one, but you need to go into yourself and figure out what that is. Some people have the gift of song and they become singers. You might not have to walk around in a turban and wear elekis around your neck and and do um, divine sacrifice for for people and become a priest you might just be an artist and you heal people through your art but you don't know because you're caught up you have to be aware of how you're weaving your artwork whether it is via words or music or dance i have a friend who <laughs> forever encouraging me to get more deep into these podcasts about what i really want to say but she has a dance class and at the end of every dance class, she goes into a sisterhood circle and meditation. Now, these in people that know nothing about the meditation, but they do it and they walk away feeling different. Even dance meditation, that's what she does. Um, it connects you to your divine self, to the divine master, um, God and goddess, because you can't have male without female. That's my belief. Um, all of these things are a part of you. Do not worry about being alone. It comes with the territory. You will find your tribe the more you vibrate. It's a cleansing. Your network and your connections need to be reset. And if you find that people are falling apart from you, moving away from you, means that you're going through a reset in your life. What you do after that reset is up to you. There might be people who might pass back, who might, because of colonization, be scared of what you're doing. And they might realize that what you're doing isn't as bad as they thought. And you give them a chance 
and they see it has happened to me. It's not what I believe in, but the vibe I, I get from you is really nice and common, and I really appreciate your energy. Thank you. Well, thank you too. You know what I mean? So remember that as you move around, you're going through a purge, a reset. When you all take up the sage, because I don't use the sage that much, but when you all take up the sage and you all bomb the house in smoke, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but when you all bomb the house in smoke, I want to cough and I want to choking. Make sure, make sure that you bring back the sweet. White sage removes everything. The good, the bad, and the very ugly. When you finish sage your house, what do you bring back into the space to make it appeasing to the loving spirits that want to come and defend and protect you? Right? Think about that. It's the same thing. You are now vibrating on a higher frequency as a spiritual worker and all of the dead weight and the old friends dropping off. What do you do now to attract more like-minded friends into your space? You know, these are things I like to talk about, but I don't like to bring them on the podcast because honestly, I find that interest is a lot more when i put up things on how to make baths if i have put up how to do a purification bath it would have gone a thousand views i put up the thing about the ancestral altar it had well not views listeners um it had a xml listeners like it had a humongous spike i actually jump because it still grows whenever anybody sees it and it shows me too that people are very interested in connecting with the divine source and energy and ancestral messages it's a beautiful thing but these things that i'm speaking about are just as important or more because you can get to build your ancestral altar if you don't want Believe in your magic. Believe in yourself. Believe in the power that you have. <clears throat> Sorry, believe in your gifts. Believe in the things that are around you. I always hear my grandmother, I say grandmother, but great grandmother, um, whenever we would go out to buy stuff for the house, it was a big thing. African Americans are my people. I like one of bad. One of. No, I hear things online about, you know, you should clean your house with certain things. Sundays is the day to clean your house. And like they, to me, that was just a part of life. That was just a part of life, cleaning your house and the things you're supposed to get. Reciting certain psalms when you're clean. What you're putting in any bucket. I know it's this really big thing. Like, I I've logged on to a couple of websites. I like to learn shit. I pay for people's time and energy for creating courses. And most, if not more, than some of the stuff that I've seen. Um. I know. I know a lot. 
<laughs> than I give myself credit for, I guess. But I know a lot about what you guys are talking about. So on the back of my head, too, I'm like, why do I have an Instagram, a podcast? It just being honest. Why do I have an Instagram, a podcast, um, and a website? Because all of the information is there. I'm just regurgitating information. But yeah, and going back to what I went on a tangent, remembering what my grandmother was saying about going into these stores and, and what we would buy. Jeez, just unlocking some memories here. What we would buy to clean the house. Yeah, boy, jazz fluid was a big thing. You used to hide and buy jazz fluid because jazz fluid runs witches away apparently um but it was a lot of quote-unquote obia work a lot of evil spirits and you had to hide and clean your house because in the christian community if you buy jay's fluid you quote-unquote believe that was a thing that's what they used to call it i don't buy them things i don't want nobody to take i believe believe in what grand I'm saying that she used to play it. She used to play it. <laughs> she used to play it. But it had to be so discreet. How many years was that now? How many years am I now? Are we still friggin' discreet? So many people come to me and ask me if I'm an Obia woman. And it is getting harder and harder not to say yes. <laughs> Ah, it's getting harder and harder not to say yes. I believe in magic. Magic is science. The energy that you pull, physics, kinetic energy, frequency, waves, the things that you're pulling and attracting to you, all of that is also science. Spirituality is a science. When women are in their kitchens, kitchen witches, as it says online, apparently, when you are over your stove and you are creating food for your family, that is your cauldron. Your cauldron is filled with ginger and garlic and shadow Benny, big at the trainees who's listen, um, cumin and black pepper and certain ways you make a soup. To strengthen the inside of your body, your cells. When you close your eyes and pray to whomever, you are closing your eyes to go inward, to speak as your divine self, to organize the words, to vibrate over the food and bless the food, the hands that prepared the food, giving thanks for the earth's energy for allowing the vegetables and the fruits and the water to come into your body, to be a source of nourishment and healing for your body as well as those who may eat from your hand. These are all things that people who are not spiritual are afraid of imagine that maybe when James are going off in the kitchen I have no idea if you can hear now this was not a traditional episode 
I ain't had no notes. I just spoke from what was there. Some cases reluctantly because there are things that I don't like talking about. Like grimoires. I love grimoires and book of shadows. I love the idea of those. I love journaling. I love recording things. I mean, now it's a really big thing. But in my lifetime, what you know you didn't know via oral tradition. Your granny would tell you, don't cut that. Use that route. No, that don't work. And you recorded these things via experience. These things are practices. As much as we sit and we read, I mean, you got to do your research. But a lot of these things are practice as well. You have to practice. It is a practice. You're always trying new things. You're always blessing your home, defending your spirit. You're always using all these different things. You're always meditating. Practicing meditation is one. It looks so easy, but it's one of the hardest things to do. To stay still for seconds, minutes, hours. And be in yourself, by yourself, with yourself, of yourself, for X amount of time. It drives my husband crazy. He doesn't know how to stay still. He's one of my biggest projects. As a meditation practitioner, he's one of my biggest projects. I never see nobody who can't shut their eyes for five minutes. He literally twitches. He doesn't understand why he can't open his eyes. I mean, you can do open eye meditation, but something about stillness, he says it creeps him out. I don't know. I'll have to ask my mentor about that but that's another story for another time i hope i really hope that this episode talk ramble had in some gems guys that work for you i really do because as i said it wasn't planned but i felt like Things that I did say were needed to be said. And said with most urgency. So I do hope that it was helpful to at least one person out there. I really, really do. Running a podcast is... Or rather running a spiritual podcast is interesting. It is, you can't see, you can't hear. Or should I say you can't see. But And I cannot hear what you say or respond to as I talk. You can hear me, but I cannot hear you. So I'm basically working blind and deaf. And hoping that messages that I say on here are reached to people out there, wherever they are. So... If you want to follow me, <laughs> you know the outros. If you want to follow me on Instagram, apparently I have been making my presence a little bit more known there. So it isn't a big following, but I am very, very grateful for those people I've been meeting. I actually love the smaller groups of people, the people with smaller followings than those with the bigger followings. They're less, not saying that everybody who got like, Above 10,000 is a sort of way. 
But I find in the spiritual community, people are extremely defensive when you say certain things. And the to me, it's more authentic. There are very, very few bigger accounts that seem authentic to me. I've unfollowed a lot of people. Very, very few big accounts that I follow now. Some I'm still giving a trial run, but I love smaller accounts. There is a level of genuineness with smaller accounts. You don't have nothing to prove. It is what it is and you could take it or you leave it. That's what I get from smaller accounts. People are more open, more chatty. The lives have like 10 people in them, 5 people. But everybody's having a conversation and it's full of life and promise. And people are so sweet. I love smaller accounts. Anyway, that's just an aside. I'm on Instagram under the Afrofray Goddess Podcast. You could check me out there. If you are interested um, in getting petition papers, you can email me at the Afrofray Goddess Podcast and we can have a conversation about you getting some some petition papers. I must make a post or at least a, what do they call a highlight? So that you can see what I have done with said petition papers, the ones that I've done. These ones were intertwined with the summer solstice and the full moon in Capricorn, which was really, really good. Nice grounding energy, new beginnings, hope, love, very hot energy. I really enjoyed Um blessing those papers they were really really nice so i have two sets of those so i'll make a post so you guys can see them and oh yes you can go on over to my website i have some posts to make over there as well um anything else i want to tell you guys not really right now um i think that's it yep yep that's it no notes, going by a vibe. Uh, this is all improv podcast episode. So thank you so much for listening and giving of your time. Very much, very, 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 very grateful of your time, of your time. Very grateful of your time sitting here or driving or exercising or sipping your tea listening to me. So thank you very much for that. I will readjust some things for July. And I will try to be a little bit more present. If there are any um, topics that you would like me to speak on. Or if there's anybody that you would like me to reach out to. Um, to be on the podcast. Let me know. Um, this is about African spirituality. And the paths of African spirituality. So just keep that in mind. African spirituality or Afro anything spirituality. Afro-Caribbean, African-American, African-African. <laughs> Keep that in mind. So, yeah, guys. I think that's where I'm going to end off. Wind chimes are letting me know that time is up. I'm actually going to go back to work. So I hope to see you guys on Instagram as I put myself out there a little more and do some more readings. There is one that is up for the summer solstice. It is timeless, so you can always go back there and check back in with the energies of that. 
So yes, yes, yes. And I also have some prayers in the highlight as well. The first prayer um, that I had put up for you that if you would like to use for yourself, um, it's a nighttime prayer for you where you go to sleep. So you can check that out as well. So I am the Afro Fairy Goddess reminding you to always believe in your magic. Bye guys. Hey, you've been listening to the Afro Fairy Goddess podcast. Thank you so much for your time. Do you have a question you want to ask, a topic you want me to touch on, or do you want to get on the show? Then follow this podcast and email me at the Afro Fairy Goddess podcast at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on IG at the Afro Fairy Goddess podcast. I am your host, Empress Zinga, reminding you to always believe in your magic.